everyone, welcome to the latest Rosenfeld Review podcast. And I'm really happy to have Colette Vardaman with me today. Hi, Colette. How are you? Hi, Lou. I'm great. You're down in um, San Antonio today? Yes, I am in San Antonio. Um, this is where our corporate HQ is. And, and we happens to be USAA, where Colette is Executive Director of Design. And you've been there for, what, about six months now? Um, boy, that would be a lifetime. It's actually only been about four months. Okay. Um, and so everybody tells me now that I know everything, and I then I laugh a lot. <laughs> four months, that's pretty good. I'm impressed. Uh, you made a good impression there. Um, but, of course, I know you from uh, when you were at Rackspace, and uh, you were one of the people that helped uh, get Enterprise UX started uh, when we uh, first were talking about putting on the conference uh, way back in 2014. It ended up happening in 2015, and uh, Rackspace hosted it the first two years. We're bringing the conference to uh, San Francisco this June, June 7th through 9th, and uh, Colette is one of four special people at the conference. She gets this really fun job. It's called Theme Leader. We have four themes, and uh, each theme is like a mini-conference. It has its own leader, uh, and each theme has three sessions, uh, pre- presentations given by, uh, obviously, three different speakers, and then a discussion at the end that, uh, in this case, Colette is going to be facilitating. Uh, but there's more to it than that. Actually, each theme is an exercise in sadism because we get uh, Colette and her three people, who are Karen Hansen from Facebook, Bob Schwartz from GE Healthcare, and Sam Yen from SAP. We get them talking like five, six months in advance. We don't want them to give canned talks that are disconnected. We want them to actually hear each other's ideas and iterate over a few months until those ideas become three really great talks that fit together really nicely. Uh, And so Colette is uh, uh, cracking a whip there. But hey, Colette, you know, we should actually probably talk about the theme. Do you want to run through it or do you want me? Um, well, sure. I think maybe we could tag team on it a little bit. Sounds the, good. Um, the, theme, the theme is about creating a legacy and what, what does that mean? Um, what gets in the way? What things, you know, help um, create an environment where UX can thrive um, and, and make it sustainable, right? The... Um, this is a great opportunity, I think, for for us to all learn from each other about uh, about the kind of influence that we need to have, as well as the kind of empathy that we need to have for each other uh, to make enterprise UX successful in an organization. Well, th- this topic is really on my mind right now, especially because just uh, the end of the day yesterday, I interviewed uh, our closing keynoter, Mark Templeton, who was the uh, CEO of Citrix uh, when uh, it, they, it, she, he and Catherine Courage started building their UX-CX organization from one to about 300 people. And, of course, they've gone through some changes since then. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to ruminate, uh, now that we've been doing this conference for nearly three years, on what makes something last. What makes uh, an organization, or maybe the better way to frame it is this type of competency, become part of organizational DNA so that it can be sustainable. Now, you're there for, for four whole months. Are you looking forward right now in your own role to, to what, what might make it uh, sustainable? What might your legacy be as a leader there? Um, 
what I mean, what are you thinking? What's what's your pre-mortem for for your your gig there? Assuming that gig lasts for a long time, what, how do you make sure you uh, avoid some of the problems that some other organizations are facing? Yeah, the, it's a really exciting time, actually, for us here at USAA, particularly in design. Um, and, and in my experience, which was very brief here, I've, I've seen support for design uh, for UX in ways that I just haven't seen embraced in any other organization and not just embraced, but right. The action is there. The support is there from the, from the top down, um, from our operating model, um, our funding model, the, the commitment to actually build this organization and to create, to be able to create the kind of experiences that we need to create for our members who are the military community and we're we're in this world of how do we um, help our members feel financially secure every day? And that's not a problem that's easy to solve. So there has to be some pretty significant commitment to that. So there's a commitment there, and that's great. But, you know, one of the things we've seen in a lot of organizations is there's a stated commitment on the part of stakeholders, but that doesn't always connect well with the action that uh, carries the, the effort forward from, yeah, I'm behind it 110% to... Well, my middle managers are actually not getting in the way. I mean, how, that's that's a real tough one. How do you make sure the organization is walking the walk and not just talking the talk? Yeah, it's true. The commitment the commitment piece is a challenge, and it's something that we we here at USAA are 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 working hard to develop. Probably a multifaceted approach to solving. Right, so. So first things first, we actually have to build up our design practice so that we can provide the support across the, that's needed across the organization. Um, we are um, built, starting to build out a design education program, right? So, so it's not just designers who understand design. It's the entire organization. And, and, and so to, to like emphasize the commitment that we're making to that here, we, um, our operating model as a company is being turned inside out, mm-hmm. right? So we've been, we've been operating for many years in our lines of business, bank, insurance, investing. And our operating model now is experience-based, right? So a member has the, hey, I'm going to buy a house experience. Well, that touches multiple lines of business here in the organization, um, it's a different way to do business. It's we're m- breaking out of silos. Um, it's not without lessons learned. It's not without pain. It's not without you know trying to bring everybody along on the journey. And that I hear that phrase a lot. It's not my favorite. <laughs> Having been in this field for um, uh, twenty plus years, um, it, I you know I'm like, hey, why don't we just all get it by now? Um, but the reality is that this is this is big change for companies, um, and there's there's a lot of stress in an organization when you make these kinds of changes. So you have to build knowledge, and you have to build capability, and you have to build trust. And this happens over time. You you don't flip a switch and then you know magically we're all doing the right thing. So it, it takes a a bunch of um, efforts you know, in parallel, I think, to, to bring it to life. We also have to create a situation where where we change 
how we measure what we do. Um, and that's a big part of what we're focused on right now, changing the incentive structure, changing how how um, we measure our impact out in the world and the value that we deliver to members. If If we can be focused on that conversation as opposed to how much stuff do we get out the door, right, then, then we start to behave differently and act differently and focus on the things that are most important. So it sounds like the, the feature versus experience argument only at a macro level. Yeah. I've never I've never seen a company turn its operating model inside out and provide the kind of support and training uh, for an entire organization and we're like we're over 30,000 people now. So that's a big commitment. You know, I'm still sort of wondering though um it, it may be that USAA is a a, a different case in in some sense because your mission is what it is, and, and that may be more experience friendly than other organizations. But you know, maybe in talking, uh, I may be premature here, but maybe in talking with people like like Sam Yen from SAP, uh, Bob Schwartz from GE Healthcare, and Karen Hansen from Facebook. You know, people who are on your theme who are going to be your speakers. I don't know if this has come up for them, but my question, I'll get around to it okay. finally, is how do you future proof? How do you make sure that all this great work that you're building in an organization to do enterprise-wide isn't suddenly toppled by factors uh, that are outside its control in many cases. Uh, a change in the, the, the economic climate, a, 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 an activist investor comes in and wants to shake things up and moves the company to a very short-term model so that they can make a killing um, when they sell their share. Uh, you know, some other factor. If you're in the energy industry, obviously, you know, the, the budgets have been very different the last few years uh, uh, in, the, in the age of glut. Those types of factors can really shake up things. If this type of work is not like already in the sort of made it into the DNA of the organization, it becomes very at risk. And I'm just sort of wondering if you're, you're starting to see from your panelists or others uh, any kind of workarounds or future proofing. Yeah, I would. I I don't know if we've got the answer for future proofing. Um, Karen and Bob and Sam have all had experiences where there have been leadership changes and acquisitions um, and, and a variety of things that 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 could impact, and I'm sure you know have impacted. Um, and yet they've they've managed to put some practices in place. Um, a, a lot of a lot of our conversation so far has been around design thinking and human-centered design practices and really being able to connect at that emotional level with the with our stakeholders, with our partners, with the people in the business, right? To to really be able to unlock that connection back to why they were doing what they were doing in the first place. Like, why did they join this company, mm -hmm. right? Um, and and to be able to, to tie back and enable or empower people to make an impact, right, and provide value, it looks like a, a, a key driver um, to that or a key, a key um, attribute of, of how they are making change sustainable. Um, but the other piece of, I think there's probably a bunch of pieces. I really look forward to hearing more of their stories um, to dig deeper into this. Um, at GE Healthcare and at Intuit, 
Um, they both, in both companies, Karin and Bob, have 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 come to a place or have established have established processes and tools um, that are are part of the operating model, right? So this is something that I'm hearing as a as a little bit of a theme, right? When people have to be accountable mm-hmm. for the experience, for the design, for the practices. Um, again, it goes back to they're incentivized differently, uh, measured differently. So those are some things that that help uh, create uh, an environment where where UX is sustainable. But they're they're tied to they were built on a lot of years of trial and error, right? Bob mm-hmm. talks a lot about you know bloody noses are badges of honor. <laughs> um, Karen Karen talks about you know we we. We have to deliver, right? Um, and they all sort of echo that. And they talk about building momentum and having the stories that create the emotional connection and, and that enable us then to solve the right problem mm-hmm. and have and have the impact for the business. So there's this piece of, you know, you, you don't just say we're going to do this and, and it's going to last forever, um, there is a there is a piece of this where we had to over all these years build trust, um, and and I mentioned earlier about organizational change you know creates a lot of stress. So so they have stories about how they created relationships um, with people, um, brought them through the process. And, and we're able to deliver, you know, that value and impact. And that that's how they got more buy-in, more support um, over the years. But it wasn't it wasn't just a, hey, we're going to go do this. They, mm-hmm. they had to fight tooth and nail every step of the way to make this happen. So, um, boy, I have so many questions, but I, I, I'm going to we need to wrap up. So I'm going to just settle on one. And uh, I think it's a quick one. Um, can you people like yourself, people who are interested in seeing change at an enterprise level, commit to a job like the one you've just taken on at USAA without committing for some minimum number of years, of which I, I guess the answer is many, five, ten, what do you think? It varies. I So at Intuit, you know, Karin would tell you it's eight years. Bob is ten years into his journey there. At um, at GE, Sam, twelve years at SAP. So this is a journey, and it it, it you really have to um, have the endurance, right, and persevere, and pick yourself up and dust yourself off because it, it's not always smooth sailing. But boy, the I think the impact and the the influence that you can have for you know I don't know if it's generations to come is pretty significant and meaningful and worth it. Well, Colette, this is uh, what a great taste for what I think is going to be a fantastic discussion in June in San Francisco at Enterprise UX 2017. And I really appreciate your talking about it today and sharing some of the work you're doing at USAA. Uh, I think they're pretty lucky to have you. And um, um, just uh, pulling these other great folks together, and uh, I think it's going just to be a, an amazing discussion. Look forward to seeing you in San Francisco in June. See you soon. Thank you.